Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me on today's episode of Life of Amuna. I think we all know what Amuna is, but the age-old question is, how do we strengthen our faith? While the answer might vary from person to person, there have been two significant methods I've used to increase and sustain my Amuna over time. The first step is to build my connection to Hashem, and my favorite way to do this is through my tefillos, or prayers. I read an interesting article the other day that perfectly defined what tefillah means to me, saying it's the act of awakening the hidden love within the heart until a state of intimate union with the divine is achieved. I thought that was a really beautiful way of putting it. When I talk about prayer, I'm not just talking about praying from a sitter, although that does have tremendous power as well. I'm talking about developing a more personalized relationship with Hashem by just talking to Him. I found that the best way to build faith is by pouring your heart out to God. Tell Him your fears and concerns. Let Him know what's happening in your life and things that you want to change. Ask Him for help and strength and mercy and thank Him for everything He gives you and does for you. Whatever you do, just keep talking, keep developing that relationship and start believing that he loves you and trusting that he only does the best for you even when you can't see that. And know and trust that he's there to guide you along in life. Okay, that's the first step. The second step is just start trying to look for Hashem everywhere. This is a bit more difficult because as we know, God veils himself from us in order to ensure we have free will. But his fingerprints, if you will, are everywhere in this world. And the more and more we start looking for them, the more we'll start finding them. Let me give you some examples of what I'm talking about. Have you ever had moments in your life where something crazy, unusual, or coincidental happens? Like maybe you were feeling really lonely and missing a particular person in your life. Then all of a sudden, they call you up out of the blue at that exact moment you were thinking of them. Or maybe you're stressing about how you're going to pay that upcoming bill. Suddenly, an unexpected check arrives in the mail and helps cover the cost. Or perhaps you miss an exit on the way to work, only to discover a friend's car is broken down on the side of the road, and you've just shown up right in time to help them out. There are probably a million other examples, and I'll be talking about a lot of these types of scenarios in future episodes. But for me, I don't believe in coincidence or happenstance. I believe these events to be hashgacha pratis, or divine providence. And the more and more we look for these types of scenarios, even in the most mundane events in our lives, We'll start seeing them everywhere, and it's a huge boost for building a Muna. About four years ago, when I started exploring the option of going through an Orthodox conversion, I really started to practice these steps. And then one day it hit me. I realized that Judaism had always been there in my life. Hashem was guiding me down a very specific path, and I didn't even know it. But now, looking through the lens of Amuna, I clearly see that even the smallest encounters and experiences were Hashgacha Pradas. Let me give you some examples. So it all started when I was about eight years old, and I stumbled upon a book I found in my grandparents' library. Obviously, because I was so young, I wasn't really reading it per se, but I'll never forget the beautiful pictures and the familiarity of the stories of people like Abraham and Moses. One of the most striking things to me, however, were all the Hebrew words and letters. I had never seen anything like that before, and I was instantly mesmerized. Apparently, I was so impressed by this book, I remember running into the next room and excitedly shouting, I want to be Jewish! (laughs) This obviously did not go over too well with my very Mormon Christian parents, and I do remember getting a bit of a stern talking to, so I didn't bring Judaism up so much after that. But several years later, I met a Jewish boy in one of my classes at school. 
and I immediately recalled that book from my grandparents' house and was so eager to ask him all sorts of questions. I literally had never met anyone Jewish before. But as it turns out, he wasn't observant and sadly didn't know too much about Judaism himself. But meeting him reminded me of that feeling I got from the book, and my interest was piqued again. So I started reading books on my own and trying to do a little research as I could, and it was a really fun experience that I enjoyed at the time. Not long after that, my family bought me my first ever CD player. And yes, I know I'm dating myself a little bit by saying that, but along with the gift, my mother told me that we could go to the record store and I could pick out any CD I wanted. I'm sure some of my listeners remember those big music stores, you know, like Sam Goody or Tower Records or whatever. But for any listeners who don't know what I'm talking about, just imagine a place like Best Buy, but completely filled with music. I guess what I'm getting at here is that these places were massive. I mean, there must have been tens of thousands of CDs to choose from, or maybe more. I remember walking up and down the aisles and I was flipping through the rows of CDs, but nothing really caught my eye. Then all of a sudden I stumbled upon an album of Jewish party hits. You know, the kinds of songs you'd hear at like a wedding or a bar mitzvah. But that's the one I wanted. When I showed it to my mom, she looked so puzzled and was so surprised that I wasn't asking for the latest pop album or something. And she asked, are you sure that's what you want? And yeah, I did, 100%. And surprisingly, she let me get it. But what's crazy is up until that point, I don't think I'd ever even heard Jewish music. But as soon as I did, I instantly fell in love. All the songs were in Hebrew, and there was just something that really spoke to my soul. So every time I listened, it just awoke something special inside me. Shortly after getting the CD, I entered my sophomore year in high school. And because I grew up Mormon and at that time was still involved with the church, I was required to take a seminary course. It was a four-year program that was meant to prepare students to become missionaries when they turned 19. And each year, the classes would focus on different scriptures, such as the Old Testament, New Testament, Book of Mormon, and other church-related doctrine. But that year, the assigned topic was the Old Testament, or as I know it now, the Tanakh. However, when we arrived on the first day of class, we were told that our normal teacher had a serious family situation and it would prevent him from teaching that year. But we were told we'd have a substitute and he turned out to be a phenomenal teacher. I remember him telling us right away that his mother was actually Jewish. And even though she had married a Christian and raised her family in the Mormon faith, she felt it was important to teach her children about her cultural heritage. And he then explained that because the Old Testament, or Tanakh, is all about the Jewish people, he wanted to share with us the things he learned from his mother. So throughout the entire year, he sprinkled little bits of Jewish life into our class. If a certain holiday popped up on the calendar, he'd tell us about it and show us references from the scriptures. And he would talk about um, different things relating to what we were learning in class. And sometimes he'd bring in special food for us to try, like matzah around Pesach or sufganyot around Hanukkah, and even silly cultural little things, like I remember a very delicious chocolate babka. I also remember him teaching us Hebrew words and even a few songs, and I thought it was awesome. I mean, looking back at it now, I think the whole thing is just really weird and crazy, but at the time I was enthralled. I mean, every time we learned something even remotely Jewish, I felt so much joy. That same year, another interesting thing happened to me. In the Mormon religion, around a person's 16th birthday, you'd go to a holy man called a patriarch to receive a blessing. Lahavdil might be something similar to us going to a great tzaddik for a bracha. 
So when I turned 16, I went to get my blessing. I'd never met the patriarch before, but knowing that it was coming, he spent the entire week praying for me and preparing himself spiritually. As soon as I walked in to greet him, the first thing he asked was, do you speak another language? I told him that I'd been studying German in school, and he immediately said, no, I mean Hebrew. I thought, wow, okay, that's a really strange thing to ask a young girl from the middle of nowhere, Utah. And I answered, no. He said, have you recently traveled to Israel? And I, again, I answered no. And he replied, hmm, that's weird because every time I prayed about you or pictured you in my mind, I always seemed to imagine you walking through the streets of Jerusalem. We all just kind of shrugged our shoulders. We didn't really know what to make of it, but um, he ended up proceeding with the blessing. And from what I understand, after talking to my family and friends, my blessing was really, really quite unusual. He didn't talk about me going on a mission, which was pretty standard for people to hear him speak about. He didn't say anything about me having a family, which again would have been a very standard thing for him to mention. He didn't say anything about me holding any positions in the church and basically didn't mention anything really related to Mormonism at all. What he did say was that it was imperative for me to study specific books of the Old Testament, particularly Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, which of course, I now know those are the books of the Torah. He also mentioned that it would be incredibly beneficial for me to learn Hebrew, and he told me that my journey in life would be difficult at times, but that my faith would always get me through. I'll be honest, I didn't know what to make of any of it. At the time, and even now, looking back at it, this whole thing seems so incredibly bizarre. But this event was the catalyst that made me start to think about things differently and start to question everything. And ultimately, because I had so many questions and doubts about the Mormon religion, as well as this growing love for Judaism, I ended up leaving Christianity altogether just a few short years later when I was 18. And you'd think that's where my story of conversion would start, but little did I know it would take another 20 years before I'd officially start my journey to Judaism. But I realize now that was a part of Hashem's plan too. In future episodes, I'll explain exactly what finally led me to fully pursuing an Orthodox conversion. But part of the reason was that when I look back on my life's experiences, some of which I just shared with you now, I realized that these incidents couldn't have been a coincidence. What are the odds of my grandparents buying that particular book and me stumbling upon it at such a young age? Or what are the odds that a Jewish boy would come to a place completely devoid of all Jewish life only to be sat next to me in the seating chart? I mean, he could have moved to any city, been in any class, or been assigned a seat somewhere else. And what are the odds of me finding a Jewish mu music CD in a place where there would be absolutely no market for it? I mean, out of the tens of thousands of CDs, me finding it is as likely as finding a needle in a haystack, and I could go on and on. But the point I'm trying to make is that Hashem was creating a map for my life to guide me in a very, very specific direction. And he's working like this in all of your lives as well. Even though we ultimately have the free will to decide what we want to do in life, Hashem still has a plan, and he's working tirelessly behind the scenes to set everything up and to help guide us along. When we start building our connection to Hashem through our tefillahs and start looking for his hand through these seemingly coincidental moments, we become that much closer to recognizing our purpose in life, to seeing the direction we're supposed to be going in, and ultimately, we are that much better equipped to handle any ups and downs we might experience. Because at that point, we'll know and trust that Hashem knows what's best for us. 
So I'd love to challenge each and every one of you to start today to begin building and strengthening your connection with Hashem through prayer. This might not be comfortable for all of you, or maybe it's been a while since you've really talked to God, or maybe you've never really tried it at all. But I'd love to encourage each of you to take even just one minute to talk to Hashem. Ask Him for strength and help in this challenging world we live in. Ask Him to help you see His presence in the world, and let Him know you're interested in building a stronger connection. Whatever you end up saying, just start talking, because that's what it means to live a life of Amuna. Until next time, may each and every one of you be blessed to see Hashem's hand in your lives. May you be encouraged to strengthen your connection through prayer, and may you find a renewed sense of purpose as you learn to see Hashem's guiding hand in all of your lives. Oh, hey, before you go, did you know you can leave comments and questions for me directly in the Spotify app? All you have to do is click into any episode, go to the episode description, and scroll down until you see the link to leave me a voice message. As I mentioned, this is our collective journey of Amuna, so I'd really love to hear from you. And of course, if you don't want to miss any episodes, please follow and share with your friends as well. Thanks! Thanks!